What is good, everybody? This is Show Your Stripes, episode number 14 or 15. I'm not even sure anymore. I'm joined, as always, by Allie. Hey, guys. What is up? And we are also joined with a special guest. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, All right. My name is John. I am uh, working with Woodward Sports. I do the Woodward Tigers podcast. Um, All things baseball, all things Tigers. I'm all about it. Actually, know Will from from a high school. We went to high school together. I think we had a couple classes together. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you letting me come on and talk some baseball, get some good experience. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's good having some somebody else come on to uh, talk some baseball with us. So we're gonna recap the we're gonna recap the series against the Angels because that Royal series. Let's be honest, we didn't. We don't need to cover that. That series sucked. Suck some serious falls. So, um, like usual, whenever we play them, I feel that is a very frequent happening. Don't we play them? Don't we play them tomorrow? Yeah, we do. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah concerning. We, do. we still have two more series against them this season. Yeah. So, we'll see how so, it goes. Yeah, we just finished a three game series against the LA Angels in Anaheim. And, to be honest, it probably could not. If you didn't include yesterday's game, the series was a total wash. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What? That was our. Well, the first game, I guess, we're going to go into. That was what? Our eight? 19th, eight? Nine, eight? 18th? 19th? 19th? Eight, nine, it was 19 again? Yeah, it was to, 19. You're about to break the record, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, if we get to the next one. It's oh, bad. yeah, we'll be tied. We still got about a month ago. Yeah. Oh, God. That was just a, that was a rough game to watch. I mean, the lineup they even put out was rough. I mean, Riley Green was really, it was, it was Riley Green who lost his hitting streak. It ended at, I believe it was third, it was like 12 or 13 games. I think 13 games, yeah. Willie Castro in right field, Javi Baez at shortstop. Who ended up getting pinch hit for because the game was out of reach? They struck out three Josh. times, three times in three at bats. Three straight yeah. Eric Hoff, Harold Castro, Torkelson came back up. Kerry Carpenter, Cody Clemens ended up pitching for the fourth time in a week. Um, fifth time, uh, or fifth time overall this season. I think it was oh, wait, six, that, actually. No, six. Yeah. Pitched twice within like a week, I think. It was which more than that. Which is absolutely ridiculous. Ryan Kreidler got the start start at third base, and Victor Ace in left field. So this that lineup on paper was not good, especially when you're going up against uh, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. I mean, regardless oh, of what yeah. the lineup was in the other, in regards to who was around them. Yeah, they both homered uh, in that game. I think Otani had two home runs. Trout had one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And the Tigers <laughs> lost that game ten to nothing, in an yeah. absolute shellacking of a get foot of a baseball game at the Big A. Um, yeah, Ty- Tyler Alexander was terrible. He gave up. I think it was six earned runs. Yeah, he did mm-hmm. six. Definitely yeah. was not. A good start for him at all. Ten hits, seven runs, eight, six of them earned, two, and only struck out two while allowing two home runs to Otani mm-hmm. and Trout. So I guess if you want to say 
uh, I got owned by the two best players in the game. <laughs> Put that on your resume to Mr. Alexander. Yeah, it, it raises his ERA over five now. So I think the only thing, good thing that came out of this game that I still am like, laughing about is Clevin striking out and then asking to save the ball. I thought that video was so funny. Yeah, I was... um. When I saw, heard about that, because I, I didn't watch this game, I'm going to be honest, because it was so late at night, I didn't feel like watching, because I had a feeling, like, especially when it got out of reach, I didn't feel like turning it on, but I got a notification saying that Cody Clemens came into the game, and then a couple minutes later, I get a notification that he struck out Shohei Otani, and I'm like, is this, is this real life? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. give him reliever of the fucking year already, like, my god. Yeah, didn't it make yeah. ESPN? Uh-huh. I think it did, yeah. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, yeah I saw that Otani even like signed the ball for him, too. <laughs> which is great. Yeah. It definitely, but I mean, other than that, I feel like it was just a total disaster. I mean, literally, we only had four hits and... Only two extra base hits. Those were both doubles by Torkelson and, and Victor Reyes. And, I mean, just looking at you these know. numbers, he had 11 strikeouts, two oh. walks. That strikeout-to-walk ratio is just so bad. I mean, especially when you can pair it to the Angels over here with seven, seven strikeouts to one walk, but you actually had 16 hits and 10 runs. Yeah. And I mean, of course, you know, for those of you who've been listening, you know I've been paying attention to the errors. And of course, you know, <laughs> Baez um, got another one. Actually got two during this series. So now he is up to 23 errors, where our next person in the MLB with the most amount of errors is at 17. Oh, my and, goodness. And I believe that still might be Bobby Wood Jr. I'm not 100% sure. I think. It's Bobby Witt Jr. tied from someone, I think, on the Blue Jays, too. I think. I was just looking it up a little while. Let me just look it up here. I thought he was supposed to be a good fielder. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's good at, like, um, at only, at, like, when he's doing flashy plays. When he's doing, like, routine, normal yeah. routine mm-hmm. plays, he's never good at it. I mean, in- Brooke saved his ass so many times. I feel if it wasn't for him for multiple times, I feel like he could be potentially at like almost 30. I'm not yeah. even like, at least, I don't know. I mean, it's just bad. It's so bad to watch. Yeah, it's, There's uh, no reason. It's Javi Baez and then Bobby Wood Jr. and Bo Bichette tied at 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all shortstops. Oh, yeah. The whole list is mainly shortstops, which, I mean, I guess somewhat makes sense, but still. Mm. But, um, yeah, the well, Angels did not, get any, did not get fooled by Tyler Alexander to, in that game. Like I said, 10, earned, set, 10 hits, 6 earned runs, and he was out of the game by the fifth inning. Mm-hmm. It was a complete and utter disaster. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else you can say about it, to be honest. Moving on. Um, yeah, honestly. 
another uh, day, another Tigers loss because yeah. the next day we lost five to four in probably one of the most ridiculous fashions I've ever seen. We can't go go into 10 innings. This team just can't do it. They don't have it for this. (laughs) It's literally impossible for this team to take a lead in the 10th and then hold it in the bottom of the the 10th. I'm pretty sure with this game, they are 1-5, I believe, with going into the 10th. It's either 1-5 or 1-6 going into 10th inning. Give them credit. They actually hit the ball on... on, uh, It would have been Tuesday. Tuesday night, but... Yeah. Yeah. Javi Baez had two hits, three RBIs, so he did. He had a nice game. Yeah. I mean, Better than the night before. He was the one who committed <laughs> the game, one of the game losing errors in the top, in the bottom of the tenth. So. Mm. Um. That would yeah. be. I mean, if it was going to be someone, it was more than likely going to be. Like, um. So yeah, we had eight hits. Uh, Victor Reyes two for five. Javi Baez two for five. Torkelson one for four, Ron Crowder one for four, Eric Haas had a pinch hit, uh, a pinch hit single, Willie Castro had a hit. I mean, the hitting was I mean, not the problem in this game. It was just the execution. Yeah, I mean, it's hard uh, Go ahead. Oh, you're good. You can go. Yeah, I, I was just going to say Erod was was pretty good. He had you know, through seven oh, yeah. innings, but he gave up three home runs. He only gave up five hits, but three of them were home runs. So. Mm-hmm. And I believe the first two were back-to-back, I believe, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Another, another uh, one for Trout. No, it was in the second inning. It was the second and third ones. Yeah. It was Mike Ford and Joe Adele mm-hmm. hitting him in a second, which you wouldn't believe if you had told me those two were hitting back-and-back home runs. <laughs> I would not have believed you because, yeah, I mean, was... Mike Ford is a Yankee cast-off, and Joe Adele yeah. – has not proven me to be the high touted prospect that he is. Mm. No, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I, at this point, I literally feel like our entire lineup is basically the mud hens. I don't even want to know how they're doing. I haven't checked to see what they've been doing but, because. It literally was the mud hens lineup yesterday because you had, other Gosh, than. Lester. Other than yep. Victor Reyes. I'm sorry, no, not. No, Reyes was down there at one point and on rehab. Other than Baez, Cass, Harold Castro, and Tuck and Tucker Barnhart, everybody else in that lineup had at least been in the Mud Hens for at least one game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Josh Lester, like, uh, he got sent back down. Uh, which I, I don't quite understand. I don't today. quite understand that move. I'll get into it later, but but I didn't see that. Damn. Yeah, he got optioned for scope apparently, which. Quite honestly, I'm not sure why they're even bringing him back up at this point, considering the season's already over. Oh yeah, he's been yeah. terrible. I, I don't mean, understand that. Why would you send? Why would you bring a guy up like Josh Lester to give him the shot to get his first major league hit, and then send him back down like two days later without him getting the hit? I don't. I literally don't understand the point behind that. Yeah, I mean, he's been. He's the one that's been in AAA for like. A lot of seasons. Right? Yeah, he's been. I think he's been in the minors for like either six or seven years. It's been a grind him, for him. Just let him have his chance. Like it took. It took Tork and Riley both a few games to get their first hit. Clemens, like it took all of them at, at least a game or like two games to get it. So, damn, let the man have his chance. I mean, there had to be a better player that could have been sent down. Or worst player that could have been sent down for him, but like yeah. I understand they want Cody Clemens up here for his utility. Yeah, Akil yeah. Badu, 
Akil Badu's been terrible. I mean, he's a guy I feel like yeah. that could have been something. I mean, he had that point like a couple weeks ago where he was actually hitting the ball somewhat consistently, but that's definitely gone away yeah, without has, him uh, playing. That's one home run and 136 at-bats this year. Yeah, that's rough. And that home run was, I believe, in the second week, second series of the season. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's still doing up here. I, I mean, I love Akil Badu, but, like, he is not a major league player at the moment. And it sucks because he was so great last year. I mean, he was a rookie of the year candidate last year. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I know it's just a sophomore slump or whatever, but, like, I don't want to give up on him. But, like, he's not proving me anything right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. It's but, um, but moving on back to the game at hand, I mean, to be honest, the, like I said, the Tigers should have probably won that game. But uh, Javi Baez with a ridiculous throw in the bottom of the bottom of the 10th where he, like, sidearmed a throw to home plate. Mm-hmm. Which, to be honest, he probably would not have gotten him at home place played anyway. It's but, like, so. you need to make a better throw than that. Stop trying to make it look silly. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I mean, it, I feel like if anyone was going to mess with the throw, it just sucks because I actually, like, especially once they actually scored a run in the 10th. I was like, oh my god, they might actually win this game. And Which this I was usually... in the middle of a stretch where I felt like they had not won a game in ages, even though it had been only a few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. um... I mean, at least... Oh, wait. Yeah, it would have been my nice... Train of thought. It would have been nice they had uh, held on in that game to win that one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You want to talk going to the third game because I feel like there's a lot of positive. Yeah. Third game. Oh yeah, definitely. That was I the mean, one it... bright spot of this entire series by a long yeah. shot. Yeah, one of the bright, bright spots of the season, honestly, for me. Yeah, it definitely was one of the top games of the season. I have to feel at least like I feel like they honestly did a good job yesterday. And I feel like I don't say that a lot, so it definitely was. Yeah, it was a, it was like a newsworthy game, which you can't really say a lot yeah. about most of the games this year. No, I mean the biggest thing for me, I am like a huge Torque fan, so seeing him hitting another home run just definitely set the start of the or like basically the start of the game or the first mm-hmm. run of the game definitely. Yeah, that was a, very that was nice a, to see. A bomb to center field. Uh, that was yeah. his first home run in who knows how long. I know. And it was, I think, what, 434 feet? Something like that, yeah. Like, yeah. I was there. Yeah, I mean, Eric Haas, 5 for 5. I mean, when was the last Tiger to have a 5-hit game? I couldn't even. It was Nico Goodrum in 2019. They put up a stat about that yesterday in the telecast. Oh, wow. I know they tweeted that he's never had a 4-hit game, let alone a 5-hit game. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty awesome to see as well like yesterday was just like good yeah he was a triple away from the cycle had a a home run a double and three singles yeah i mean not only did you have eric hoss getting that five for five with the home run but you had other guys sharing in the uh sharing in the wealth in the home run department anyway 
We had four mm-hmm. different guys hitting home runs, Haas, Torque, and then the two back-to-back ones in the ninth to tie it and then take the lead by Kerry oh. Carpenter and Ryan Kreidler with this first Major League home run. Mm. That was just awesome to watch. Like, it was just, oh, like, there's only so, there's only so many moments that have happened this season that I've actually, like, fully, like, enjoyed sitting there and actually, like, <laughs> watching the whole game. And this was definitely one of them. Yeah, I was watching the game while racing and on my computer because there's like I was watching mm-hmm. playing that racing with the yeah. like basically virtual NASCAR racing, and um, oh. and I uh, told and I was watching that and I'm like in the middle of the corner I crashed my car and I look over and see holy shit we just tied it and then took the lead like oh my god I I wasn't even watching the game but then I kept getting these Twitter notifications and everyone was tagging me that Torque had hit a home run. And then I was like, okay, like, I'm watching it now. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I had, like, switched to get over to my computer to watch it on there, and I didn't even see it live. Yeah, Kerry mm. yeah, yeah. Carpenter, I was very happy he hit a home run because I think he's, hopefully he can be a, a piece for us next season. Oh, yeah. You know, it's nice to see all of these. I feel like a lot of our rookies have, that have come up recently have been starting to get the more of the hang of it, honestly. I mean, obviously, like once in a while, once we have these nice games, because I mean, in general, obviously, this season has been a mess with all of them. Yeah, so I obviously Drew Hutchison started yesterday, and I'll give him credit, he was not bad. But he gave up, I believe it was two home runs, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, yeah, one home one, run. One. He gave up, yeah, two runs though. Yeah, and the home run yeah. was to um, was to Matt Dice of all people, which is kind of embarrassing because that dude does I mean, not hit for power. All of uh, their, all of their, um, pretty much every run except for one run between both of our teams yesterday were from homers. The only run that. Was not. Oh. Um. Well, was Trout and Otani's were they both solo shots? Yes, it's like yeah. Angels. Angels were all home runs. There was one run for us that was actually brought in, but yeah. the rest of them were all home runs, which is. Yeah, that's the, as I mentioned, Mike Trout hit a home run in every se- every game of the series. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, he was really a one of our side this whole entire series. Yeah, he's he's all right. He's not bad. I definitely. Then, I mean, at least I, we that didn't necessarily happen to us in the last series we played them at home. So, yeah. Sorry, it could have been worse if the they'd went off when they went to Detroit. And I wanted to mention there was literally nobody at the scam. I'm looking at the attendance. It was because the, it was it was over 100 degrees at first pitch. And sunny and SoCal, and the attendance figure here says it was fifteen thousand seven hundred and fifty-six, and I completely say that that is complete and utter bullshit. Oh yeah, because looking at like the 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 different shots of the crowd that they showed, there was like more empty seats than fans, like by a wide margin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I noticed that too. Um, but. Like I said, um, so Cisnero gets the win because of the two home runs in the ninth. 
And then Gregory Soto gave up a hit after getting the first two strikeouts and mm-hmm. then struck out another bat, struck out the side eventually. So, yeah. and it was yeah. funny because. What are your thoughts um, on uh, Gregory Soto, Will? I know he's been getting a lot of hate and stuff for. We've been joining in on that. We, I don't agree. Oh, I don't yeah. think he's that good. And no. I thought, I thought I'm going to put it into this tweet because Chris Castellani put it up best. He said, uh, I feel like Gregory Soto is going to throw a uh, yeah, just to I, side here and just to make people think that he's good. And he did. That's, but, yeah. but he's not. He Like, the amount of times he's almost blown games for us. Like, Especially I'm within sorry. the past month. Your, mm-hmm. your closer should be able to just come at, out and, like, strike out. There should be... Like, there shouldn't be that many... There shouldn't be as many walks as this man has. Like, like, the amount... The amount of pitchers he is... Or the amount of batters he has hit this season is ridiculous. Like, if you compare it to, like, a save by Edwin Diaz or somebody elite like that, it's like watching a completely different game in the way they... uh, The way he gets saves done and how Gregory Soto gets his done. Because you know if Soto has his stuff by, like, the first pitch he throws, if it's wild, he doesn't have it. Or if he throws, like, a strike dotted, he'll have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who else would you guys like to see potentially get an opportunity at, at the closing role? If anyone on the team right now you think you'd rather see be, be the closer? Uh, in my opinion, I'd probably go with Joe Jimenez or mm. – or uh, Chafin. I mean, honestly, if I were to pick between the two, though, I'd probably go with with uh, Jimenez because he's had experience in this role in yeah. the past. He's an all-star. He's been, doing, he's been doing pretty well this season, so I definitely would have to agree with that. And right, I would love to see him close more. Mm. Like, because seeing Soto come into a safe situation, I always feel like it's just going to and that. Like, I never actually think it's going to go good for us. Mm-hmm. No matter how much of a lead we have. Like, no matter how much of a lead we have. Like, I think it was the 4th of July game. And pretty sure we had going in to, like, we had, like, a decent, um, we had a decent, decent, like, um, lead. And I'm pretty sure he gave up, like, Two two runs, that game or something. I was like, like I really thought the game was like done for. To be honest, he, it's definitely like I know he can be a good pitcher, but he just like frustrates me a lot. So, yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm gonna we're gonna go ahead and move on to a quick little segment because before we end this episode, um, we wanted to bring up who we think our postseason favorites are um, because the postseason is coming up. And obviously we will not be there. <laughs> um, I think we've already been eliminated, but, um, <laughs> yeah. but so right now the standings, uh, the Yankees lead the AL East by only four and a half games over the Rays. Um, the guardians lead our division by only a one and a half. Houston's running away with the West by eleven and a half, well, eleven games. Atlanta and the Mets are are uh, basically tied. The Atlanta, Mets are only ahead by a half a game. Uh, 
the uh, Cardinals are up eight games over the Brewers, and then the Dodgers are the Dodgers, and they are and literally almost yeah. They and they're up nineteen games over San Diego. Their magic number is seven to win the division, which is crazy because it's only the beginning of September. Yeah, I mean they're quietly like on their way to winning like one hundred and seven games or something like yeah. that. All right, so other than the Dodgers, because I feel like it'd just be kind of easy to say all oh, the Dodgers are going to win. Like, what other team in the NL do you see is the biggest threat to the Dodgers? Um, in the my Cardinals. opinion. I've, in my opinion, I'd say the Mets or the Braves. But, like, if I had to, like, pick between the two, I'd probably say the Braves just because of how consistent they've been recently, especially yeah. since they've won seven in a row. Yeah, I like the yeah. Mets. I just don't think their offense is, is the best. Like, I think the Braves offensively are a lot more – they have a lot more depth than the Mets. I, I would think the Braves – I would take them over the Mets. Yeah, I think the I think the Braves will win that division just because the Mets do not have the, the like I said, the depth. And plus, I know the Mets are notorious for not backing <laughs> up their starters. So, yeah, like uh, especially yeah, you... I seen a stat that I think of like Degrom's seven starts, only only a two of them the Mets have scored more than three runs against the against the other team. Yeah, and you said the 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 Cardinals. I think that's a a, a good one because I I think the Cardinals yeah. are really underrated. I mean, they've been I feel on a very decent punch lately too. I mean, there was the other night where they pulled the win off last night. I just feel they were very good at coming out from underneath and really just getting ahead. So. Yeah, I think they belong in that same tier as the the Braves and the Mets. Mm-hmm. Like, they are really, really good this year. And they have a eight-game lead. You know, they have that division. I wouldn't say on wraps, but they have, they're have they in control right now. In the, yeah, NFL definitely. Season. Yeah. So what are you thinking for the uh, the AL? Who you, who's your guys' favorite in the AL? Honestly, I'd say Houston, but, like, yeah, you have the the Verlander injury that that plays a role. Yeah, I would have said the Yankees like probably a week, a couple months, like a month ago, but they have not been good no. for the past month or so. And they've, I mean, like I said it before, their their division lead was like almost twenty games at one point. And now it's down to only four and a half. Yeah, the AL's wide open. Honestly, like there really is not one no. team that that has really separated themselves. No, I mean, they, I mean, just since, like, there was, I know I talked about it in our podcast, but um, I, a few weeks ago, I was looking at, like, the wins between our team and the Yankees after the All-Star break, and at Mm -hmm. that point, when I looked at it, the Yankees were only two of them. Like, they just, since the All-Star break, have not had any, like, they just have not. Yeah, like I like Seattle. I like their pitching a lot, but I just their offense just don't have the same firepower as the Astros. Um, yeah, so I don't. I don't think I can take them over the Astros. Pretty much everyone in the AL Central is just mediocre at this point. I mean, honestly, let's be honest. Whoever wins the division is going to probably get swept in the uh, wild card or the ALDS. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, for sure. I think Toronto. I mean, they have the offense, so. But they're they, not, they're they're extremely inconsistent. I've noticed because they'll they're like a stream that's the team that's like either really streaky, or mm-hmm. they're they're really good or they're really bad. Like right now mm-hmm. they're re- they've won eight of their last ten, so they're they're good. But like 
that team can be very streaky because they had that period of time where they lost, like, it seemed like an, it, it was not that long ago, I think, or they lost, like, eight in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they fired their yeah. manager this year. Um, I don't know. I like Tampa Bay, but I just don't know if offensively they have enough to compete with the Astros. And stay healthy over there. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. I haven't seen their lineups recently, but I know they don't have Wander Franco right now. Mm-hmm. They don't have um, they don't have Kiermaier over there. No, I like, I think I think Kiermaier's out for the rest of the year. Yep, I'm uh-huh. I'm looking at a lineup that they had recently, but they've been throwing out some of the weirdest lineups I've ever seen. Like they mm-hmm. had they had Diaz, Brandon Lau, Harold Ramirez batting third. Randy Ambrose Arena, David Peralta, yeah. Manuel Margot, Francisco Mejia, G-Man Choi, and Taylor Walls. So, I mean, I'm not saying that team can't do make noise, but they need to get healthier if they want to do anything. Yeah, I think if the Astros are healthy, then they should probably be the favorite. Because I think the Yankees, other than Aaron Judge, their offense has just not been very good this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, Aaron Judge is just carrying the goddamn Yankees. I mean, oh. half the time I've seen on on Yankees Twitter enough, they literally want their team dead half the time because <laughs> they, they think like they Josh Donaldson and Ikea and Isaiah kind of are like the next coming of the goddamn Antichrist <laughs> and want him dead. Weren't they literally tweeting you asking if we could trade offenses with them? Yeah, there was a point where they were so bad offensively, they thought that our offense was a better offense than no, theirs. There's no way. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, like I, Rizzo, I know, is injured right now. Uh, Stanton, he has not been good at all. I mean, I'm Stanton, he's injured too, I think. Uh, yeah, they've had injury problems. Like, I know Nestor Cortez is injured too. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I they mean, did lose to Minnesota tonight. So, But I'm looking at it here. You've got... Isaiah Kinderfoleffa, who's hitting 269, and they think that he's like the worst thing since A since A Rod did steroids. <laughs> well, he's known for his defense, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, he's not even a bad hitter. They just oh, think no. because he can't hit home runs that he's literally the worst player in the history of baseball and needs to be run out of town. Yeah, and Lemayu's injured too. That's so they've had. Uh... They've had a lot of injuries, too, to be fair. I mean, I've seen it so bad over there that Yankee fans have literally sent fucking death threats to IKF's family just because of, oh, you're, my guy can't hit in the clutch. I don't know. They're, they're literally so delusional over there. They'll think that a guy who's hitting 269 is the worst, the worst player in baseball history or something. Yeah, he'd be one of the better hitters on the Tigers, I feel like. Yeah, he yeah, would I'm, be. I'm- Come look at us. I mean, come on, people. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, like, if you're going to complain about offense, go watch our games and and, <laughs> and uh, see how it's like over here before you talk about that. I mean, you're just talking, you're talking like really entitled or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a guy hitting 55 home runs on his way to probably break Roger Maris's record of 61. And you're saying, oh, my offense is so fucking terrible. You lead the East. You got a winning record. Just shut make, up! Yeah, like, my they're God. making the playoffs. Like they're guaranteed to make the playoffs. So I mean, pretty much, there's no way that they're not making the playoffs. I mean, at least the Red Sox aren't making it too. Yeah. Oh, I also just thinking on the AL Central. Who's who's your guys' favorite out of the three teams that are fighting for the division right now? 
That's a tough question because both team, all teams in this division are fucking atrocious. Especially like the Guardians are. They're either good or they're really bad. Like right now, they're not good. Mm. But the I Twins like, yeah. have not done I like, anything yeah. to. I really like the Guardians, but they just don't have the offense. Like, yeah, yeah. with the big team. Yeah, what do you I mean, think, uh, Allie? If I had to pick one, I don't. I feel like I would possibly say the Twins. I don't even know. The Twins are like two games above five hundred now, yeah. and you're telling me they're only a half, one and a half games out of first base, first place. This is. This team, this division just fucking sucks, dude. This is the the worst I've ever seen. Like they're like you literally can be five. It's legitimately like the tank division. Like if you watched football in 2020, you know who like, the 2020 NFC East was one of the worst divisions I've ever seen. And I believe the winning, I think the was it the football team at the time got in with a seven and nine record. Really. And, and this is basically the baseball equivalent of that division. Well, yeah. Well, well, the the 2006 Cardinals that beat the Tigers in the World Series, they only won 83 games. Yeah, that's a good point. So we could, like, we could see that again, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I literally just cannot see a winning any of these teams making it to 90 games. I, it's I'm sorry, oh, I just can't see it. It's pretty oh, much um, it's almost impossible. Like, cause you go 90 and 72. So if you're looking at their their losses right now, it's literally have to almost win out to win 90 games pretty much yeah which is not gonna happen so like mm. of all the division leaders the the cleveland is the only one to not have to still have a record of 70 games or less yeah. all the teams have eight mid 80s and they're sitting at 70 like it's it's crazy like mm-hmm. if the Guardians were in, let's say the A- the AL West, they would be in third. If they were in the NL East, they'd be in fourth. If they were in the NL Central, they'd be in third. If they were in the West NL West, they'd be in third. And if they were in the AL East, they'd be in fifth. <laughs> that yeah, is wild. Even, if the Guardians were in the, the AL East, they would legitimately be in last in the division. That's that is embarrassing. Yeah. What about the White Sox? Because I feel like the White Sox, they have the talent, but they just, they've just. They don't have the management to do it. I know Tony LaRusse is uh, away from the team right now, but that's not really helping anything. No, but they're only two games out, so all, all it takes is like a five-game If they game get in, team. it'll be a legitimate travesty to the league because they had been under 500 most of this season. And if they <laughs> get in, I'm sorry, that'll be a would. Legit- Probably the most Mickey Mouse playoff berth I've ever seen. <laughs> they didn't. They do not deserve to be that in the position that they're in at all. They've been injured. They Tony Larusa has mismanaged the team. They've they've literally done everything in their power to not be good. Yet they somehow are two games out of five, two games out of first with a losing run di- with a negative run differential. Mm. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, I really, but, um, it'll be exciting to see. Even even like compared to run differential, I'm looking at run differentials here. You've got like the Dodgers who lead the NL West with a 298 (laughs) positive run differential. The uh, Cardinals lead theirs with a plus 131. 
Mets plus 129, Houston 170, and the Yankees plus 195, and you got Cleveland plus 21. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, you would probably they're they're well they're gonna be the third seed because they're gonna win the division. So they'll probably face the Mariners or Rays or Blue Jays in in the postseason, which and they I mean, probably they, lose that series. Yeah, I mean, it, you never know with in playoff baseball, but yeah, it will, only time will tell, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So, um, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. We got a three-game series coming up against the Kansas City Royals. Um, game one is will probably by the time I release this, it'll probably be today. Um, <sighs> Friday, September ninth. Tigers and Royals from Kansas City. Uh, it'll be Joey Wentz uh, getting called up again to oh. pitch for the Tigers. Yep. Oh. After, uh, after Michael Pineda got designated for her assignment, he takes uh, Joey Wentz takes his spot in the rotation. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then you got Daniel Lynch going up for the Royals. So. I mean, this series will have no implications on anything. Well, it, but, um, that's that's not true because it could be the uh, the tanking, you know, the tank race. Yeah, even though, even if that's the case, there's still a, dra- a uh, draft lottery now, so there's really oh, no. Oh, there is. I, I was not aware of that. Yeah, there's literally a draft lottery now. I know we're. I think right now we're in position to get one of the three best odd three best odds to get the first pick, but um. But yeah, there's literally a draft lottery in place, and I'm not a fan of it. So um, yeah, I mean, yeah. That is what it is. I mean, at least if we get a good pick, we won't have Alavila mismanaging it anymore. So that is true. <laughs> That's very fair. Yeah, you have uh, Manning going in, in game two. Um, I believe game three is Tyler Alexander. It would not be surprised me if that was the case. I got to pull it up here just to make sure. Um, it will be, yeah. So you said Matt Manning tomorrow, or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. on, on Saturday, and I'm trying to get this to load here. What yeah. is this thing doing? And then uh, Alexander on Sunday. Can, I can check who's coming up for the Royals. It's Ryan Heasley on Saturday against uh, the Tigers for KC, and then on Sunday Brady Singer, who is notorious <laughs> for literally owning this team. I literally can do not understand how they cannot hit off of him. Mm-hmm. No, I don't understand that. So, yeah. um, and then after that, we come home to play the Astros, which. Oh, hopefully, uh, Ver- hopefully yeah, hopefully Verlander will be back. Is it? Yeah, Verlander's, I mean, Verlander's come pitching. Off the injured list, I believe, for yeah. that series. Verlander's so. pitching in, in Comerica, that's a game I feel like a lot of people will be. Oh, will definitely. Out. Definitely. My favorite all-time player, personally. I love that man. I love Verlander. I, if, I, I, if he is pitching, I hopefully would be able to possibly at least watch the game. I don't know if I'd be able to go, but I would. <laughs> so I guess that'll wrap it up uh, this episode of Sherry Stripes. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to add? Uh, thanks Just- for having me on. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks um, for listening, guys, and thanks for the support. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.